0: I'm Lauren Hunter. And I'm Kay Vlasic. And this is Generation BSC, our bi weekly Babysitters Club reread podcast. And we are super excited because this week, these elder millennials, geriatric millennials, <laughs> are getting to relive mall culture <laughs> <laughs> so much. So much mall culture. Uh, so much consumerism. Like, it, the, the, like for a 90s so book series, this felt so 80s. But we're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves. As usual.
1: <laughs> As usual.
0: I mean, we get to do this every time. We get to to look back and explore. But we were especially excited coming into this book because this week we are talking about our very first mystery, mystery number one, Stacey and the Missing Ring. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. So if you remember from our last episode, I know we had our um, predictions and and. I, I got to say, our wild predictions ended up being a-, a lot more fun than the actual book itself. And Fair. I have never been so disappointed for someone to be right about their prediction.
1: <laughs> yeah. As I was reading it, I was like, yes, I definitely did read this because that obvious. I mean, obviously, I pulled the mystery straight out. So even though I don't remember reading
0: this one, I clearly read it. So <laughs> I don't know. I had to have read this one. I am with with absolute certainty I can say I read this just with the the type of asshole completionist kid that I was that would like go pester the librarians like, no, I can't read. They're like, skip to the next book. And I'm like, I can't do that. I have no, to read I them need, in order. I need the next one in order, please. Thank you. And even still, I have absolutely zero recollection of this. Like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, I read mm-hmm. hundreds of these and like hundreds right. of knockoffs. And, you know, I was reading them quickly and you know, while walking around. They're not all going to stay in your brain. But nothing just mm-hmm. crickets it, nothing even really like a lot of times there'll be that little thing that sort of oh sparks or registers and and nothing here um and that may be because uh spoiler alert i did not enjoy this one very much <laughs> yeah part of it is stacy was such an asshole but i know that part of it a big part of it is just mismatched expectations for what the reality of the book was like mm-hmm. some of it i can't really lay at the book's feet and there's some good stuff there that i just think was done a disservice but overall it was just kind of a letdown for me what about you
1: yeah like like i said it's i sort of like remembered as i was reading it like i i do remember this especially once i like the cat was introduced and i was like yes this is where i got that from when we were talking last week but yeah overall it was like i guess i just i don't know like the story was just not that exciting and the mystery was sort of not and i it's just like yeah. why, why is why is this a book at all? Like even just, like even discounting like mystery versus non mystery, like this this story was not engaging,
0: in my opinion. No. <laughs> I agree. I think and, and the thing is, I think that there is a really interesting story that I think could have been really good mm-hmm. within all of that that just got completely lost. So, as we are wont to do, we want to give you a little peek behind the curtain as 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 you all are uh, know if you've been listening leading up to this, unless you randomly decided you're going to start with mystery number one, which, if so, welcome. Interesting <laughs> choice. Um, we dig interesting choices around here. Anyway, the point is, you've heard us talking about we we wanted to do something special for them. Were they different in any way? Is there something, you know, unique we can bring to the table for these mysteries? And, um, well, basically the biggest mystery of this entire thing is, as Kate said, why is this a thing in the first place? Like, why is this its own book series? What makes this a mystery? Why? Question mark, period. Right. Um, so we actually realized – I realized the the bulk of my notes were like, why this? Why that? <laughs> I said the mystery is like how many questions right. I, I had throughout <laughs> it. So we were talking about that and we decided rather than treat this like a regular episode, even though the book itself is formatted exactly like a mm-hmm. normal Babysitter's Club book, which is kind of part of the big question mark of it all, we've come up with our top 10 other than why the hell is this <laughs> this a thing to begin with? <laughs> right our top 10 biggest mysteries from the book. And we're going to use that to sort of guide our discussion. We're going to see how that goes. But moving forward, we decided we're just going to let the mysteries continue to be a mystery to us
1: <laughs> and
0: let the like let the format become a mystery, you know, based yes. on what the book says. So we're going to see how this all plays out. Yeah. The mystery is how we will structure our conversations.
1: <laughs>
0: and it'll be a surprise to you and to us and the girls as we go along. So. Exactly. Uh, thematic it works <laughs> we'll go yes, with yes it. It, it's very on brand <laughs> and if a pattern emerges and we figure it out you know we'll we'll, yeah. we'll play with something later, exactly but. we
1: we do have plenty of mystery books to find our groove but i kind of hope there is no groove to be found and we just sort of wing it every time and maybe there's always 10 mysteries we can talk about or maybe we i don't even know it's a, it, like yeah. you said it's a mystery we'll
0: figure it out <laughs> Maybe one time there's even less of a story, and we just end up playing a game of mafia. (laughs) That works. (laughs) Have our our own own little murder mystery party. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. So anyway, but one of the things that we do want to do is is keep some semblance of letting you know what it is that we're talking about and um, set the stage that way. So we're going to kick things off with our usual overview of the plot in the back of the book and all of that fun stuff. So let's start there. As I mentioned, we are talking about mystery number one, Stacey and the Missing Ring. This was released in August of 1991. Other than the super specials, this was the first real offshoot of the Club series. And this was, uh, interestingly enough, written by a ghostwriter, Ellen Miles, mm-hmm. uh, one of our favorites. But I just, I, I don't know about you, but that's kind of stuck out at me as I thought it was a little surprising, I guess, that Anne didn't write the first one of this new series. I, I don't right. know why I assumed that. Like, at this point... It, Clearly, the why is this a thing? The answer is money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes adding that, you know yeah.
1: that completionist nature that so many kids have it, like, exactly oh, it's, an, it's a new series with girls that i love like the characters that i love and so i must read these as well even though it's like you could just have more
0: regular babysitters club books but sure it's a mystery but then how could we charge an extra two dollars and put fancy covers on it and make them limited edition and all of that fun stuff <laughs> capitalism that's why <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they were more expensive. Fair. Capitalism ruins the party again. In any case, uh, it was just I just noted it, it was surprising. But I also noted that I'm really able more and more and more starting to be able to recognize Ellen's style. Like I I could tell right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, time for the back of the book description, which, it, you know, is suitably dramatic for, I guess, for what should be a dramatic book that just mm-hmm. somehow isn't. So Let's uh, see if I can find a tone that, that indicates that. <laughs> Stacy is shocked when a new family accuses her of stealing a valuable ring from them when she was babysitting. Stacy would never take anything from anyone. Even worse for the babysitters, the Gardellas are threatening to tell their other clients about the missing ring. Will everyone in Stony Brook think the babysitters are stealers? Not if Stacy can help it. She's going to find out what happened to that ring. I mean, not. Really? (laughs) I was going to say, yeah. And, and, and that in and of itself is sort of my biggest complaint with why call this a mystery? Because Mm -hmm. yes, there is a mystery as to what happened to the ring, but there is zero agency. Like that, that's, I I think my number one mystery uh, aside from why is who has any agency in this story at all? Like they don't Mm -hmm. actually do anything. There are no clues. There is no like trying to solve it. There's no. Like I was expecting a Nancy Drew, right? Where they were in charge of being the ones to solve what happened. And while they did discover that it was the cat, it wasn't through any like detectiving or like clue following or any action on their part. It was all just sort of happenstance. Everything in the book was happenstance.
1: Yeah. Well, and that was actually one of my big mysteries was – we have this whole chapter and we'll do the the actual plot after we have this mini conversation. But my one of my big questions was, we have this chapter where Jesse is babysitting for her siblings. And we'll talk about the burglar of it all as well. But she plays this game where she and Becca will hide something in each room and the other two kids will find it. And in in going through that, they like hide one of their mom's earrings. And it's like, Why did Jesse not say, Hey, maybe the ring got hidden somewhere in their house? Like there's that even could be like a clue, you know, like no one even has that conversation. Like she's just like, Oh, right. I did this with my siblings. And I think they mention it like after the fact, like, Oh, yeah, that's kind of like when Jesse was, you know, playing with her family. And it's like, maybe think about the fact that like the ring could be hidden in the room where it already is. Like, hello.
0: Well, that's exactly right. So let's come back to that because I think those both fit together really nicely as our one and two mysteries to dive into talking about mm-hmm. this book. But in order to get into a little bit more detail on them, why don't you let us know okay. what actually happened? And then, and then we can actually just jump like right back into those. Perfect. I think those two together are a great little starting point.
1: Okay. That sounds great. So the plot here, there's really only one plot here, as all the girls take a backseat to, but are still involved in Stacy's mystery plot. Stacy kicks off the book dreaming about and requesting and being denied a birthstone ring, and because she was born in April, her birthstone is a diamond. This sets the stage for the introduction of a new, ultimately one and done, for understandable reasons, client, the Gardellas, who have a baby named Tara, a dog named Bird, and a cat named Mouse. Stacy gets the first job with them, and they are interesting and quirky, but everything seems to go well until. Stacy is awoken the next morning from a call from Mrs. Gardella accusing her of stealing the diamond ring she had left out the night before. Stacy and her mom both deny it, but she threatens to tell all of their clients about the theft as she continues to believe Stacy took her ring. The girls are obviously upset and believe the threat was carried out after a few canceled jobs and several extremely unbusy meetings and confirmation that they did tell the Preziosos about the theft at a dinner party. But don't worry, Mrs. P knows they're not thieves and trusts them all implicitly. Claudia doubts Stacy's claim that she didn't steal the ring, and they obviously end up in a fight. Ultimately, Stacy offers to babysit for free until the cost of the ring is recovered in an attempt to restore the reputation of the club, which is accepted, but only if another sitter comes to. Christy accompanies Stacy to the Gardellas, and they discover, unsurprisingly, that the cat, Mouse, did what cats do and took shiny things and toys to various hiding places in the house. They show and tell the Gardellas, and Mrs. Gardella apologizes, but isn't nearly as contrite as she should be. She does tell them, however, that they only told the president and the girl confirmed that their charges really were sick or on vacation and the sitting jobs pick up quickly and claudia and stacy resolve their fight basically immediately also marianne and christy sit for jenny and andrea prezioso including a disastrous introduction of joey conklin who quote-unquote waters their front hallway with the garden hose and Jessie sits for her siblings where she's terrified a thief is on the loose and stony brook is going to burgle the house but thinks quickly and keeps her family safe without freaking out her siblings and her parents are proud of her
0: In fact, that burglar thing is exactly what I wanted to touch on. So Mm -hmm. even better, love when a transition just like (laughs) slides itself right in there, because that's exactly the point that I was uh, I was thinking about. The agency is is like you said; she has that thought, and then immediately jumps to, "Oh no, it must be the burglar," and then like Mm -hmm. moves on. And and why why like I understand as a kid that would be a natural thing, but these are not real children. This is an adult writing a plot of a mystery novel. In which w- what would have made sense for a mystery is Jesse going, oh, it could be this. Let's go take it to the club, and then the club deciding, oh, we're, let's use that to try to find out yeah. what happened. Like even Stacy going back there and then finding it. Like I said, it's just like happenstance that 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 it it's found. It's not. Like, they had that thought or they were actively looking for it or right. were even there at the house in order to solve the mystery. They were there to right. salvage their reputation, to, like, earn off the, the costs of right. the raid. pay it back. Which is not – so, like, that's what I mean about lack of agency. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been – why wouldn't it just have been written, hey, Jesse had this realization. Oh, maybe it got hidden. They said, oh, they're not going to just let us back in. Why don't we, you know, offer to do this? We'll bring somebody right. in there. We'll figure we out can. a plan. And then it could be like the whole club. Instead of the the parents being like, you have to bring a friend, be like the whole club is there. Hey, we want to all come and, you know, make it up to you or whatever. And then, then they're helping or maybe a group of whatever. But something where it's actually them Right. Taking the action.
1: Yeah. Not just like suddenly realizing, oh, the cat has taken all the toys and not come back with them. What could possibly be the reason for that? Like, it's, it's like they don't even. There's a lack of curiosity. It frustrates me because, like, multiple members of this club have cats. And I don't even have a cat. And I know that that's a thing that a lot of cats do is like take toys and hide them in a specific place. And so it's like, boo boo doesn't do this. Tigger doesn't do this. Like, No, no cat that you've ever heard of does this. And now suddenly it's like, huh, he's taken all those toys somewhere. I wonder what could be going on. Maybe we'll go
0: look for him. Like what not only that but they have a retriever dog who is constantly running around and chasing and grabbing things and is highly yeah. rambunctious and jumps couldn't possibly have knocked something somewhere exactly. and even in that chapter they talk about him having a, an upset stomach and i was like oh are we going to find out the dog ate it and right. like, they're going to it's going to like poop and then the owners are like you know and that's see this is where i'm like rewriting the book in mm-hmm. in my head and that brings me to my my next mystery is How are we supposed to feel about the Gardellas? Because you mentioned, like, they're not nearly as contrite enough, and I agree. Like, if it would have made more sense if it had been a thing, like, they had checked all the cats' places. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in there, so they assumed that it was Stacy, and then the dog, they were walking the dog, and he pooped, and he found it, and they were like, oh, you know, then that would have made it more – them more sympathetic, it would have made it more of a mystery, not just oh, duh, my cat is constantly hiding my shit. Maybe it's there. That's yeah. not a fucking mystery. That's just common sense. But like in general, I, I, I don't know if it's just reading it from an adult lens, but I'm like honestly, I kind of can't fault them. Like from their perspective, they have a child that they don't know come into their home, an expensive thing goes missing. I mean, they don't know that she's been like hyping up this diamond ring right. thing. But even That's just still, a, a,
1: a bad
0: coincidence, which is just and, and it, it serves doesn't serve the story. Whatever, We're, we'll come back to that. Yeah, That's we'll one come of, back to that. <laughs> but leaving that out, you invite someone that you don't know into your home. Something goes missing. You look for it. Those are reasonable expectations. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't call the police. They didn't like demand that she pay for it. They didn't even go around bad mouthing them. They said something to somebody else that they know babysits for them. Which even still, like, I, if I have somebody, if I, I I don't have kids, but like I have people come and stay with Walter in my home, and like if I had a dog sitter that I came home and all of a sudden stuff was missing, yeah, I might say something to the next client, like, hey, you know what, I. I don't know. I don't know the I just thing don't... about
1: that, though, is like, we don't even know that they necessarily like sought out the Preziosos as clients. Exactly. At the club. I think they were just at a dinner party and were like, oh, we had this babysitter come and my diamond ring is missing. And, yeah. you know, like, I, I mean, yes, the, obviously the Preziosos are clients and do know that they're trustworthy and that Stacey would never steal. But like, yeah, as as someone who is using a service for the first time, you don't know these kids like, yeah, they have a great reputation in the neighborhood. But like, you've never really met them before you don't know them you don't trust them necessarily i mean you trust them enough to like come in and babysit but like if something goes missing you're probably going to assume that this kid that you don't know took it you know like i i i understand yeah i i on the one hand like i hate them for being obnoxious and not apologizing enough but on the other yes. hand it's like as an adult yeah i i understand where they're coming from. And again, I'm interpreting the dinner party more as like, oh, we're just talking about what's going on in our lives. And it seems like the preciosos don't really like them much anyway. And it wasn't just them telling this one story and they're like, okay, we're out of here. Like Maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But like it sounds like they were just having normal dinner party conversation. And this happened to be one of the things that they said. And it happened to be told to someone – who, bab- who the Babysitter's Club babysits for. And so exactly. we hear that they actually are telling the story. But like, clearly at the end of the day, like Mrs. Gardella tells no one about this happening. And I was even thinking like, how would she even know who the sitters yeah. babysit for? Like, it's not like their client list is out on the internet. The internet doesn't even exist. So how is she going to find all of their clients to be like, don't use them
0: anymore. They're going to steal from you. Like what? And granted, timeline, notwithstanding, the people that they do Babysit regularly for, like the Preziosos, for example, are going to react like they did in the book. Like they've Mm -hmm. known them, they've been babysitting for them regularly. If nothing has gone missing, they're not going to randomly go, Oh, gee, this one random person who I barely know says that Stacy's a thief. Oh, guess I must reevaluate my entire view of these girls that I've known and trusted my children with for years." years. And like,
1: yeah. Well, and that actually brings me to another one of my mysteries is. Why did these girls not talk to literally any of the adults in their lives about this? You know, like, they they think that all these parents are calling to cancel jobs because they've heard from the Gardellas. Like, why don't you just ask them you – know, I'm and I guess I understand they do sort of, like, have a one-off explanation. Like, we don't want to ask people if they've told them because then they're, we're telling on ourselves and we don't want to do that. But also, like – Like, talk to someone you know that you can trust, you know? Like, like Dr. Johansson. Stacey, that's, like, your closest adult in your life other than your parents. Like, you could talk to her. You could tell her what's happened. And she's – there's no way in hell that she's going to be like, you're right. I – or not, you're right. Stacey, I believe this woman that I haven't even ever met. You telling me that she's telling people this, I definitely believe it. And, you know, like, fuck you. You know, like, that's never going to happen. And it's just frustrating that, like – none of the girls are like, why don't we talk to somebody? And, like, Stacey's mom is sort of not that helpful yeah. either. She's just like, my daughter would never do that. And then it's like, okay, like, do something, <laughs> you know? Like, no no adult is doing anything. And even the Preziosos are like, yeah, we know that you would never do that, but, you know, we just decided to leave the party. Like, did they even try to refute the, the statements of the Gardellas? Like, obviously, yes, the Gardellas lost a ring, but, like, maybe say, anything about the fact that like you've known Stacy for years and she has babysat your like infant daughter and been in your house countless times and nothing has ever gone missing. You've never heard from anyone else in the neighborhood that anything's gone
0: missing. Like, come on. <laughs> it it makes no sense i was thinking about stacy's mom in that in that same exact way like why is this woman not going to bat for her kid like to her credit she clearly does not and she does know about the diamond ring context with, yeah. with stacy wanting the diamond ring and she clearly like is aware of that and that's a factor but to her credit she in no way believes that stacy took it or at, right. at least outwardly to to both stacy and the gardellas is like very much in stacy's corner and at no point does anything other than be like no my daughter wouldn't do that she wouldn't reach out to other parents and be like you know i i like you're right they do talk about you know not wanting to bring it to attention and i get that there's that whole strice and effect thing right. where the more you say it's not happening the more you're just bringing attention to it that people wouldn't have known or cared about in the first place get that this is not a situation. There's a fine line here. If you genuinely right. believe you're losing business, you don't even have to say exactly what it is. You could just say, "Hey, we had a situation with another client, and we're concerned that you know they may be sharing bad information about us. Have you right. heard anything? You know, you you, can yeah, you don't even have to about. say what it is. Yeah, and you don't even have to say that it's the Gardellas.
1: You could just yeah. say, "Have you heard from anyone that?" They had a bad experience with the club, or and like, yeah. hey, leave we've it at gotten that. some bad feedback, and we want to follow up with it, and, and we just yeah. want to hear if you've heard we're any. We're checking bad in, right? We're checking in with everybody because we want to make sure that we're giving the best service possible, and that you don't feel the same way. You know, like it, there are so many ways, and again, they're thirteen. just gonna and say that I the whole just point. The that, yeah. whole point of this is that there has to be a story. So, like, objectively, I get it. Also, I don't like it. <laughs> Because yeah. I want them to be smarter. And I think that's one of the things that's really frustrating about this book is like there have been so many books where these girls are smart and they make the right choices, and they do like the best possible things. And then you get books like this where they're just like, "I don't know. I guess we'll just let it go and hope for the best, and maybe it'll all work out and dot dot dot, like it, I, I think that's what these are the books where that gets frustrating because it's like they're they have plot stupidity so that there'll be a plot. And I I know that they can have stories where they don't have to be stupid for the plot
0: to make sense. And you know what? That brings me to mystery number five. Why the hell was no one acting in character this book at all? Like, mm-hmm. when did Stacey turn into a materialistic asshole who's obsessed with diamond rings and, like, she... Like, a weird choice to make this whole thing about how she's been falsely accused of a crime to make her absolutely the most unlikable she's been in the entire book series mm-hmm. like make it real hard to feel bad for this shitty shitty kid like <laughs> she's just an ass and then like i get it makes sense narratively from a tension perspective to have one of the girls you know doubt and and have have that that happen there but what kind of sense does it make that it would be claudia it, right in no world would it, her, her best friend be the one to be like hey this is really you know like it, maybe Jesse or Mallory would have made sense, or even Dawn, or or Marianne. You know, like I know, you know, I know you wouldn't. Maybe you didn't do it intentionally, but did you know? Were you trying it on because you were, you know, um, mm-hmm. and we know you wanted one, and you maybe you dropped it somewhere or something happened or you know something like that. I don't know, but no one acts well, in character. That,
1: yeah, and I was gonna say that's one of my mysteries: is did they make it Claudia being the one to accuse her because? It would be the most like believable that she would be the most easily forgivable. You know, like, yeah, you know, it'd be one thing if like you accused me of something or if like someone I'm like barely friends with accused me of something, you know, like if you accuse me of something, we'd work that out super quickly, but, like, someone that I'm sort of acquaintances with accusing me, and obviously the Babysitter's Club girls are not yeah. acquaintances with each other, but, like, if an acquaintance accused me of something, I'd be like, okay, well, grudge held forever, bye. But, like, if you See, did, we'd, like, work it out quickly and easily. But I also don't, don't think know. you would ever accuse me of doing That's something. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, I don't know. I think I'd go in the opposite direction because, like, if you accuse me of uh, – someone I don't know accuses me of being a thief, I'm like – Fine, whatever. You don't, you don't know me. I mean, I'm sure I'm like right. I'm not a grudge in the sense that I'm not, I'm not gonna give a shit about a person who believes I'm a thief. They're, they're not, yeah. you know, in my orbit. But I think I would be a lot more hurt if you were the one who accused me of being a yeah, thief. Because I'd be true. like, you know me, yeah, like yeah, we would be able to work it out, obviously. But I, but I think I would be a lot more actually like because you know my character. Like the mm-hmm. Gardellas don't know her character. Claudia does, and for Claudia that's to true. be like maybe they're right like that is so
1: shitty like well and i think that also though ties back into your last mystery of like the care the girls acting out of character because throughout this entire book we get claudia being like angry that she's not making money in a way that like we've never really seen before and so it's they made claudia be like that so that you had like a reason why she would be like well, Stacey said, said she didn't do it, but I'm also going to, like, search through all of her makeup and jewelry just to be sure, because I do know that she wants a diamond ring, and I'm really sick of not making any money. So, like, if I can just resolve this, I'm going to resolve it, which is terrible.
0: Exactly. And you know what? It would have taken, I don't know, two seconds to give some kind of real background and, like, mm-hmm. reason for it. Like, I it, I was going back and forth. I was like, maybe would it be Christy who would, would like, in my opinion, in – Character Christy goes one of two ways, right? She is either one hundred percent on team Stacy and like highly offended that the Babysitter's Club is that you know takes it personally that that mm-hmm. a, a slight against Stacey is a slight against her, which is pretty much how it went in the book. Although yeah. not as strongly as I would have believed that, like Christy would be a uh, like horrified Oh yeah, that the Babysitter's yeah. Club is being besmirched. Like she would, she would not be passive in any way. She, she doesn't yeah. do, she's upset, but she doesn't do anything about it. The other way is I went, maybe she would be like, um, not necessarily I believe you, but like, I don't believe you, but like, let's fix it somehow. Like, whatever, figure it out so we can get past this. And then, Mm -hmm. like, would, like, be, like, looking around or, you know what, I, I don't know. But, like. Maybe Marianne, you know, being worried about being a people pleaser, and adults being upset, and you know, oh, mm-hmm. I, I was just checking, just you know, just in case. I didn't think you really did it, but you know, something along those lines. Yeah. But Cla- making it Claudia because she's mad that she doesn't have money to spend at the mall, like what? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. That is not their friendship. That is not these characters. That is just, yeah, it, it, whatever. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't make any any sense at all. And this whole diamond ring nonsense, like. Yes, that birthstone ring thing was definitely it back back around that time. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing in your junior high?
1: Yes. And I my so my birthstone is emerald. I certainly wasn't getting a real emerald ring. I was getting a green plastic stone that was the color of an emerald. Just like my friend that was born in April got a clear plastic, you know, fake diamond ring as her birth, exactly. birthstone ring. It's like, yeah, it was a thing. Also, unless you're you've got like Topaz or you know Aquamarine as your birthstone, you're not getting the real fucking stone.
0: <laughs> right? I mean, I for my sweet 16, I got an amethyst ring and it was like a hundred dollars at the mm-hmm. mall. And it was like, whoo my goodness. Like that I mean I it was maybe a little bit more than that. But it, even still, like that that's an amethyst. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for and that was like the sweet 16 birthday christmas like all combined this is just right stacy very explicitly says oh i didn't want it as a birthday present i thought you would just buy it for me yes what? that
1: her like entitlement about you know she's like well we can afford it it's like what like because your mom had like you, if you want to afford this ring save up all your babysitting club money and then buy it for yourself don't expect your parents to buy you a diamond ring when you're 13 years old like you do not need a a real diamond ring. You don't need a, you don't even need a fake diamond ring. But you definitely don't need a real diamond ring. And especially when they go to the mall and she sees an even fancier diamond ring with more diamonds, and she's like, "Oh, this one's definitely more my speed." Like, are you kidding me? You are a
0: thirteen year old child. And then comes back home and and tries to play it off as I'm so selfless that you can buy me this cheaper version because the the real one I want is this is this fancy one of them all. So look how great I am that I I'll I'll be kind enough to not get that one. And then and then has the gall to pull the oh I'll just ask dad card like what. The, and especially after making such a big fucking stink about don't put me in the middle and don't mm-hmm. do, you know, like don't be trying to play each other off of, don't trying to use me to play off of each other. Well, then you can't do the same fucking yeah. thing, hypocrite little missy. Like I was so annoyed. Yeah. That's why I think I would be so curious to have a kid's perspective on this book because that's mm-hmm. actually my next mystery. What would, what, what are kids thinking when they read this? Because as an adult, I'm like, yeah, the Gardellas don't seem so bad, and Stacy seems like an asshole, which I, I can't be what they were intending. No, so like, it, what is a kid taking away from this? Well, I guess the,
1: that goes back even more though to the like, why is this a mystery? Because like, if I'm a kid, you know, I'm, like trying to put myself in that mindset of not looking at it from the adult perspective, if I'm coming into this book thinking I'm getting a mystery, and this is what I get, regardless of like. The personalities and, you know, everyone acting out of character and the Gardella is not being contrite enough. Like, there's no mystery. There's just a missing ring. It's not – it's not a, a, a mystery of a missing ring. It's just a ring went missing and luckily we happened to have luck upon finding it at the end. Like, there were no – like you were saying, there were no clues. I mean, I – I guess – but I, I mean – I'm, like, going back and forth, because, like, as a kid, that would be my biggest concern. Like, I I probably would have been, like, I couldn't care less about whether Stacy's acting out of character or how much the Gardellas do or do not suck. I would have been, like, I was promised a mystery. It says mystery number one on the front of this fucking book, and there's no mystery here. But, I mean, ultimately, I think that, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends, because you and I have talked in the past about, like, remembering reading these books as kids, and, like, there are definitely certain storylines that you and I both have recalled, like... Thinking as kids, like, why are the girls acting this way? Why are they not, you know, being reasonable? Why are they not talking Mm -hmm. to each other? Why are they doing XYZ? And I think that that would have been, again, I have no recollection of actually reading this book, and neither do you, but I think that's probably what I would have thought. Like, why is Stacey being materialistic? Why is Claudia being materialistic? Why is no one talking to an adult? Because, you know, even as a kid, you would have that thought. Like, you have parents that trust you. You have all of these adults whose children you babysit for that you've been babysitting for for years and they and you've grown up in the neighborhood with them. Like, they've known you since you were children. I mean, you're still children, but, like, you, you don't think to talk to literally anyone aside from Stacey's mom talking to Mrs. Gardella and being like, my daughter would never steal a ring and that's the end of the adult interaction. Like, I just, or even when, you know, Mrs. Prezioso comes back and tells Claudia, like, oh, we heard this. Like, Claudia asking literally any question about, like, you know, what 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 did you say to them like can you help us figure this out like it's just I think even as a kid I would have been frustrated at least with that
0: piece of it like why does make it make sense basically I think you're right like not having information not knowing something does not Mm -hmm. make something a mystery like exactly I I don't know what you had for breakfast that's not a fucking mystery like right (laughs) nobody's waiting it's just an unknown fact (laughs) It, it's just something happened, something went missing, and they didn't know about it—a mystery in, in in the novel sense, in in maybe in semantically definitionally sure, right? But especially to a kid, to your point. Picking up a book that looks like this cover that says yeah. "Mystery Number One" on the front there, and by the way, they've had mystery style novels before. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at your favorite—that—that that is what we were expecting here, yeah, and or Scooby Doo or Nancy Drew or Hardy Boys or something, and 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 I think that that was what was frustrating for me about it is that the. the With some slight tweaks. The idea of having a regular babysitter's club plot where they get accused of something they didn't necessarily have – they didn't do and then have to, like, address that and and how that would handle the club, that's a great story. That's a great Mm. thing for kids to take from that. But I think that's why why it's my my mystery is what are kids taking from this? If you put mystery on the title there – That's what they're going to be looking for. That's what they're going to be focused on, to your point. They're not going to get any of that other stuff, and they're not going to have that like, oh, there's some really good learning here. And in fact, in the the Ellen Miles ways, she drops in some really great little, you know, bon mots about, uh, you know, sibling interactions and Mm -hmm. how to handle certain situations and what to do if a burglar comes and, you know, like all of these practical things that would be a great regular series book again. With some tweaks in terms of, right. you know, who's accusing of what. You know, maybe like we said that, that that they had checked all the cat places, but the dog had eaten it. Or right, the the um, parents of the babysitters club come together to like speak up for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. In any case, the 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 lack of mystery is really I. I it has to put such a damper over the rest of it. It did for me. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. as a kid not feeling the same way. And maybe that's why I don't remember it. All right. So we're up to number six. We got three mysteries to go. What unknown things are still floating around? (laughs) So one of
1: mine, this is more sort of one of those like random questions. It's not really about the mystery so much. But in this book, we are told that Not only does Mallory love horses and likes writing and reading about horses, she also wants to be a horse owner. And in particular, she wants to own a golden Palomino. And I was like, what? Where did this come from? We've literally never heard this unless I'm mistaken. So my mystery is, when did Mallory decide she wanted to own a horse and that type of horse in particular? (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's a great question. It leads me to kind of one of my – that – my next mystery is sort of a random one. I think the, our last couple are probably going to be, yeah, we've sort of beat the debt. Speak of proverbial <laughs> dead golden palomino. But th- to that same point, a golden palomino is like, of course, of all, it couldn't be just you know a horse. It right. has to be like this thoroughbred, most expensive kind of horse, right? And and we've talked a little bit about the economics of Stony Brook before, but what was a mystery to me, what I kept thinking about is. What would the bad part of Stony Brook look like? Because they, the, <laughs> the, Gardellas are treating Stacy and the McGills and like the babysitter's club as if they're the poors that like they're allowed into their home when they are very clearly upper middle class. Like, right. What is lower class? Does it exist? Probably not. It's probably like a corner. Probably not. Yeah. Stony Brook is it. Uh,
1: it's, there's no words. There's just no words. Stony Brook is just Stony Brook. <laughs>
0: I did have one other one, the the only last one, it's kind of a two-parter and it is sort of a random, it kind of goes with the other ones, but it is its own little mystery in human behavior. If you genuinely believed that a child came into your home and stole a ring, why? On God's green earth, would you A, allow that child back into your home while you were not there to give them another chance? And then B, just believe them when they say, Oh, I found my, found your Uh ring as if they couldn't have just walked back into the home, put it under the rug and been like, Hey, look what I found when I came back in here. No harm, no foul. How do you get that rich? I guess my question is the mystery is how can you be that rich? And that's stupid. But then again, (laughs) we live in America. So, and we did just watch five billionaires unalive themselves by the dumbest means possible yeah so you know money and smarts are not necessarily Uh, yeah not necessarily a correlation there but still the logic there was not logicking by any by any means yeah it 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 made no sense and i had one other sort of just like
1: random aside so at the beginning of this book um stacy is at home like hanging out with her mom, listening to music and cleaning. And she acts like it's scandalous that she would enjoy this. And I'm like, what kind of message is that sending to kids? Like, yeah, if you like spending time with your parents, don't tell your friends. Cause that means you're a weirdo and you will be shunned. Like, no, teach them it's cool to like hanging out with your family. <laughs> like if you enjoy spending time with your family, you can enjoy spending time with your family and you can tell people that it's okay.
0: I love that. I, that's such a great final like mystery. Why? Why in a book that you are trying to set up good behaviors would you open right. it with? <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> don't tell anyone cleaning is the worst, but I kind of like it. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, don't, don't tell oh, anyone that
1: I like this, and also you probably think I'm weird, but I, you know, I like this, and it's like no, it's okay to like cleaning. It's okay to like spending time with your mom and hearing about her, you know, sweet sixteen party where she had a beehive. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> You know that that's funny. I wouldn't. I didn't list it as a mystery per se because it, it isn't so much a mystery. But it was something that it it made me think about when they get around to updating these books. Um, I shudder to think what Stacy's mom's hairdo is going to be described as, and her dress is going to oh. be described as, and which dance moves and, and what songs. songs. Yeah. yeah, like between the twist and chubby checker, it's going to be like in sync and Britney Spears, <laughs> and, and that just that just um, that kind of shakes me to my core. So yeah, all right. We've we've got ten pretty good mysteries here. Let's let's run through the mysteries of Stacy and the missing ring. First of all, is why is this considered a mystery when no one actually does anything to solve a mystery? Number two, why when playing hide and seek and finding the actual literal solution to the mystery, did no one <laughs> even think to follow up on that? Three, are we supposed to think the Gardellas are good or bad, or are they just People who genuinely thought they got robbed and, and handled it pretty well. Number four, why was no adult helping either? <laughs> why was none, no one asked? Why did no one offer? Why were these girls left to twist in the wind completely on their own? <laughs> Number five, when did Stacy turn into such an asshole? Um, when did Claudia turn into an asshole? And why did no one act in character in any sense throughout this entire book? Number six what are kids supposed to be taking away from this? Because nobody learned, you didn't even learn don't steal or like how to stand up for yourself. It's just, hopefully nothing bad happens to you. And if it does, (laughs) that they find
1: it. Yeah, hopefully you find a lucky result. You know, deus ex cat. And deus ex cat.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. And then we move into our random mysteries. Number one, when did Mallory become so specific and bougie about her horse girl preferences? (laughs) Number two, what exactly does the, the wrong side of the tracks look like in Stony Brook? Does <laughs> it, it, it even exist? Um, number nine, why, why, why would they let them back in that house <laughs> by for any reason? And number ten... Why is cleaning not cool? Because you know what, cleaning is very cool, and I wish I would have learned that as a kid. So exactly,
1: suck. At I Stacey. wish I had been able to take that away from reading this book as a child and internalized it. But Stacy made it seem like it's not cool, so I was like, you know what,
0: cleaning sucks. Family sucks. No, no, thanks. <laughs> I know we're sort of playing this by ear, but I think we should still check in on like timeline and fashion and our mm-hmm. usual other things. I did have one timeline observation. They are getting better and better at being incredibly non-specific. There's mm-hmm. no mention of weather. There's no mention of like they they talk about school, but they don't. Th- there's no talk of days or times or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did notice it was interesting. They talked about school, but everybody was on trips. Like it would have made more sense to me if they would have made it like a summer vacation thing and yeah. it was released in August. So that is what I was kind of expecting. Maybe it's like very early back to school days and, you know, people are still finishing final trips. But it, anyway, it was just kind of a weird little timeline. Yeah. Why every charge that they babysit for was going for a multiple day vacation, multiple, right. like a week long vacation during the school year just was a was an odd little odd little detail mm-hmm. that would have been easily solved because school played no part in it. Just say it happened in right. the summer. Exactly. Anyway. That would have made way more sense. But,
1: you know, timeline wonkiness being what it is. That, that's not a mystery to us. That's just well normal. <laughs> yeah. That's not mysterious in any way, shape, or form. We just expect it now. So yeah, I had I had two outfits for fashion that I, I thought we should touch on in particular. So the first one is Claudia when they're going to the mall. She ran out as soon as we honked, dressed in her current favorite mall outfit. Claude looked terrific in black leggings, red high-top sneakers, and an oversized red sweater. She was
0: carrying a red plastic lunchbox as a purse. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. I literally, I wrote that down. I was like, oh God, I remembered my favorite mall outfit. Like that was just, I feel bad for kids now. Like what? where do they congregate? Like mm-hmm. where is the safe space for kids to, you know, that that 13 to 16, 18 when you're yeah. too young to like go anywhere. And they're, they're not even like a teen club. It was just, yeah, that's a mystery. There and we that go. That is a mystery. We'll have to solve where, that hope, one. Where do kids go to hang out? Do we think malls are going to come back around? Things are so cyclical. Like we know they went away because everybody got into online shopping. And now we're kind of moving away from that because of the fast fashion and the daddy Bezos of it all and the like consumerism run amok. Like, do you see us moving back to a in person mall culture?
1: Well, as someone who does this as her job, yes. Yeah. However, shopping centers and malls are. Moving more towards experiences and experiential opportunities. Obviously, they're sense. still shopping, but even the shopping is moving more towards like being able to try things out in person, and like, and that makes
0: sense. Well, that was kind of what the mall was like when we were little. Like, think about like my mall had a at a Ferris wheel and a rock mm-hmm. climbing thing, and like Brookstone. That was the whole point. You went in and tried everything out, and you know, yeah. played with all of the things. Oh, but that that's good to hear. I love mm-hmm. that. I bring back the mall. I mean, <laughs> Fuck consumerism, but bring back the mall as a like gathering spot.
1: Yes, as a, a central location
0: for people to see and be seen and meet up. It was one of the things I loved best about Vegas is that the casinos were kind of like it was a one-stop shop, like a mall, mm-hmm. in that there was there was shopping, there was the there was restaurants, usually a couple of different kinds of restaurants. Yeah, there was bowling, there was a movie theater, like everything that you wanted was in the one place, and that I, I do miss that about the mall. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a tangent, but. Uh, the- <laughs> It brought, it brought back a lot. That and Stacy's petulance about not getting the diamond ring, especially with all the mall talk, really evoked my own, one of my less shining moments of my teen years when I got real, real snotty about not being allowed to get mall madness. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly because my mom was really upset about the consumerism of it. She's like, there should not be a toy where they give child, children credit cards and like have you go around the mall and buy things? Hindsight being what it is, she was absolutely right. But right, <laughs> for I was sure. very, I was very Stacy at the time. Sorry, it's fair. That just it brought back so much all that mall talk.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there, all of the mall talk was like, oh wow, I remember all of this and I miss it. I agree. Bring back the malls the way that we remember them for sure, or at least for the kids today that they can have the same opportunities that we did. Let's go to the mall
0: today. <laughs> couldn't resist it still gets stuck in my head fair
1: okay and then the other outfit that we had was i just had to do mrs gardella's fancy going out outfit because it's so extra but also love it okay so i forgot to tell you what mrs gardella was wearing She was pretty dressed up, definitely more dressed up than most parents I sit for. I guess she and her husband were going to a formal party. Mrs. Gardella was wearing this tight black dress made of velvet with a low back and long sleeves. Her shoes were velvet, too, with really high heels. She had on a diamond necklace and
0: diamond earrings, and her black hair was pulled back with a diamond clip. To me it read Diana. I read I was getting Princess mm-hmm. Diana vibes in the in the black off the shoulder dress. Yeah. The revenge dress. Like that's that's what I was picturing with the like sheer tights, so very nineties and mm-hmm. like ugh I, I and even pictured her with like short hair and like the clip just like, you know, pulling you back out of the mm. out of the face. I loved it. Ugh, loved it.
1: Yeah. Two great outfits from two different characters.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they made the Cardellas too likable if they were supposed to be the villains. Like mm-hmm. even the we didn't really get into the pet stuff, but, like, what? Do, that's that should be another mystery. What does a babysitter's club have against people who love their pets? Because this is not <laughs> the first time that there has been an inordinate, inordinate amount of shade thrown at pet owners, like, mm-hmm. caring about their pets and treating them like part of the family. Like, the snide remarks throughout the whole book, I could have done without when they're yeah. like, oh, they're very specific about the routines for their animals. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> that's yeah, important. exactly.
1: Like oh, and they make the food for the the pets. Like okay, it's not like they made Stacy cook for the the cat and the dog. It's like pull pull the food out a little bit before you're going to feed them, so they're not eating cold food out of the fridge. Like yeah, this is all very reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sorry you have to feed the pets instead of like food out of a bag in the pantry. You're pulling
0: something out of the fridge. Like God forbid. Oh my, this is ridiculous. The cat eating on the table was a little extra, but I suppose if you have, like, an enormous dining room table the way that Stacey was describing it, like, whatever, if the cat's down a mile away.
1: Yeah, and, like, the the only kid they have is a baby, so the baby's probably not even sitting at the table either. So they sit on, like, one part of the table and the cat sits at another part of the
0: table and it's fine. Seriously. Anyway, wow. Didn't even get into that. But i It's no mystery that we uh, why we didn't love this one. So hopefully, the mystery of next time will be what can they do to redeem themselves for mystery number two. <laughs> yes. How can they make this an actual mystery? But we've got we've got a little time before number two mm-hmm. happens, right? So we what do book. What book is up next? Let's actually do our predictions for for next time.
1: Next book, we're back to a regular run of the mill Babysitters Club book, and it's Mallory on Strike. So did you, do you have any recollections of reading this
0: one? I have more of a like emotional memory than a like plot memory, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because I'm 90% sure that this is the one where Mallory is finally like, I'm done. Eldest daughter bullshit. Like no more parentification, no more, never getting any space, no more constantly being in charge of everybody. Cause I remember feeling it on a deep level and I, Actually, what I remember is not wanting to identify with (laughs) (laughs) Mallory's. Oh, boy. So maybe it's not this one. It could be another one. But there's definitely one where Mallory has a like, no more enough is enough um, eldest daughter moment to which I was I I very much felt. So so that's my that's my realistic prediction is that she gets fed up with always being in charge of everything and wants to be treated like a kid. But my preposterous is – Mallory is a writer and wants to be a writer, so she decides to strike in solidarity with the WGA and the SGA, who just voted to strike as well, and is gathering up a a picket because, you know – Stony Brook, right outside of New York, all of this money, there's plenty of industry people living in this town. So Mm -hmm. Mallory decides to engage the babysitters in the writers and and actor strike and tries to take down big Hollywood and save the future of (laughs) entertainment for all of us.
1: I love that. I can't think of a different normal run-of-the-mill prediction, so I'm just going to co-sign yours, you know, family stuff, you know, on strike from the parentification that we have seen her be subject to. So my outlandish prediction will be, hmm, I feel like I'm going to say she goes on strike from the babysitter's club because oh, she's okay. tired of her and Jesse being junior officers. She thinks that even though they're still 11, they should have the same, you know, titles and rights that the rest of the babysitters are entitled to. And so she and Jesse go on strike and they – to to make it more difficult and, you know, feel some the, the babysitters will feel something and, you know, give them equal rights. They they talk Shannon and Logan into supporting them. So the babysitters don't have their their alternate associate officers either. So they're they start to feel the pinch. And then by the end of the book, Mallory realizes that, you know, it, I actually should still be a junior member. It makes sense because I'm eleven and I can't babysit at night. So everything ends up basically the same. But she takes a stand for 15 chapters and and, you know, stands up against Christy and Christy is, you know, authority
0: and, you know, iron fist. I, I love that that's why it's <laughs> preposterous. Because Mal- the idea of Mallory standing up to Christy in any way is just like, would I never know. happen. Exactly. That's as unrealistic as her solving the writer's strike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're basically equally
0: unrealistic and out of this world. Yeah. Feel, that, feels, that feels right to me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I do also love that the, like, outlandish version is... That Jesse and Mallory would get equal rights as babysitters. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because God forbid that would never happen. No. Oh, that's too funny.
1: Okay. So I guess any other final club business before we wrap this one up? Uh, Why don't you just
0: remind everybody where to find us? We don't want that to be a mystery.
1: Yes. Sorry, I'm leaning way too hard into this. (laughs) The mystery of where you can find us is, in fact, not a mystery, because I'm about to tell you right now. You can follow us on Instagram, and I guess technically Twitter, even though, you know, we're we're not really doing anything over there. So find us on Instagram at GenerationBSC. And if you would like to send us a longer message, please email us at GenerationBSC at gmail.com. So with that, I'm Kate Vlasic. And I'm Lauren Hunter. And this episode of Generation BSC is now adjourned.
0: Say hello.